0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the beauty biz show today. I am absolutely thrilled to introduce you to Kelly Carlson. I believe Kelly may have been one of my very first private coaching clients that I ever had when I started the esthetician mentor coaching and consulting business. Kelly has been a licensed esthetician for about 10 years since 2007. And I think listening in today, you are going to be able to not only hear, but to feel that skincare is her calling. She says it's the sacred work that she is meant to do in the world. And Kelly loves seeing her client's skin transform over time and ultimately witnessing how this healing process improves not only one's complexion, but how caring for the skin can create a positive ripple effect into the rest of their lives. So Kelly's passion for guiding women to listen to their inner wisdom has also led her to become a Koya teacher in 2015. And Koya is a movement practice that combines yoga, dance, sensual movement, and it guides us in remembering our essence as women is wise, wild, and free. Now, when I started working with Kelly, she'll tell you, you'll hear her explain how she was really tapping into her inner bully and she was holding herself back from claiming the success that she desired and that she felt like she deserved. So it's an awesome journey. I know you're gonna leave today after listening to the podcast, feeling very inspired by her story. She gives great success tips at the end. And I just had a blast spending time with her because I've just truly witnessed how far she has come and I feel proud of her and for her. And I know you're going to enjoy this year. So stay tuned and listen in because it's a good one. Hello, and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders, and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete, and today I have with me a long-lost friend by the name of Kelly Carlson. How are you, Kelly?
1: I'm really well. I'm really excited to be here talking to you.
0: I'm excited to have you here. I feel like it was forever ago that we were sitting in Chicago having lavender gimlets together (laughs) with Elizabeth Spears Lawrence. Yes! (laughs) What was that, like five years ago?
1: I think I started working with you in 2012. So yeah, that would have been five years ago.
0: Gosh, time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about where you are right now as far as your location and what your, your beauty biz location looks like, because I don't even know. And then we're going to go back and talk about how you found your way here.
1: Awesome. So right now I am in my little home, little office in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and my skincare studio is now I'm at a Sola in a little suburb right outside of the city. It's like a 15 minute commute. It's great. So I'm just renting a salon suite and I'm, it's the best place I've ever worked. I'm just the most content I've ever been, which is really great.
0: Well, I remember, let's hit the rewind button and go back. I really, I vividly remember our first conversation. I do too. I want to hear <laughs> your side. <laughs> well- I remember it, it just hearing so much fear. I almost felt your fear when we were on the phone. And I think it happens so often when I hop on the phone with a, a beauty biz practitioner that wants more, you know, and feels like they deserve more, but they just feel a little bit stuck. And that's where I think you were. I remember you saying it just it's not working and I want it to work. And I don't know if what you offer really works. It seems like there was a lot of the, the word work popping up when I had a conversation
1: with you. <laughs> that's so interesting. It's like, I, I don't remember that part of the conversation, but that's definitely true. That's definitely where I was at. And even just me saying work a lot, I'm just like, I still work a lot and I I work hard, but I just, I have flowed away from that type of consciousness, you know, of like, just all work, no play. So, um, and you know, it's still, it's a work in progress, but, um, but yeah, I was definitely burning, burning myself out for sure. And before I started working with you, I was burning myself out without even taking much action. You know, it was just so much inner turmoil and fear. And I remember one of the things we talked about in that first conversation was I was trying to find a way to differentiate myself um, from the salon stylists because I was renting a room with like 40 stylists and I was the only aesthetician they had just added aesthetics there and nobody even knew I was there and I was just trying to decide to wear
0: uniforms and I was like on the brink of a meltdown I totally remember that I'm like why don't you just get an apron it's like a, just a perfect segue into a <laughs> uniform. I, I remember that part of the conversation.
1: I think I was wearing aprons at the time. And yeah, I wanted to step away from that. But even just the decision to wear a uniform was, was so dramatic. And now, you know, I've gotten so much better at just making bigger and bigger and bigger decisions. And that's just part of running a business on any scale is making those big decisions and <laughs> hopefully being able to do it without like a meltdown every time. But those first That first year and a half, at least, was like a lot of big decisions and then meltdowns.
0: How long have you been an esthetician? It slipped my mind. You know, it's
1: 10 years now. So this time, 10 years ago, I would have been just about to start aesthetic school. And then I would have had my first job in May. So this May will be 10 years actually working in the industry. So yeah, it's that decade mark, it's pretty, which is pretty cool.
0: So you were at the five-year mark when we started working together, and you were ready for bigger and better things. I know that from that conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about something for a little bit that I think other people can relate to. It, and this just entered my awareness, listening to you talk about wearing a uniform. I feel like we are scared, almost scared, up our level of professionalism in this industry. Like why was it scary to wear a uniform? I remember when I shifted from wearing regular clothes to a uniform. It felt weird to me. Yeah. No, you're
1: you're so right about stepping into that professionalism and that was something that I was really struggling with that you helped me with a lot and part of what brought me to that place in my life is the two positions I was in as an employee before I went to rent in that salon were not healthy, you know, not good for me. And they really kind of broke my spirit. And then I wanted to open my own business. Like I wanted to open my own spa, which now I'm so grateful that that didn't happen. But I was trying to get a business loan and like was rejected. And so I ended up renting that room in the salon because it was kind of my only option. And so I was sort of beaten down, you know, at, at that point. And I was sort of had this inner bully that was just like, I wasn't really a business owner because I was just renting a room. You know, I was like, you're just an independent contractor. You're not a real business owner like you wanted to be or should have been. And so a lot of what you did for me was really just gave me permission, you know, (laughs) because I had ideas of what I needed to be doing, but I wasn't acting on it because I had this inner critic. And that was probably one of the biggest things I got out of working with you was just permission to to show up for myself and to show up as the esthetician that I really truly was in in my heart and just just to stop playing small. You know, I was really keeping myself small.
0: One thing that I've discovered, the inner critic and the inner bully, really if you want to just sum it up, it tells us we're not good enough. It keeps reminding us that we're not good enough, so you have to shift that pattern and find something that allows you to feel like you are enough. And that's when we start to see rapid growth in our business. Yeah, And I think that's the path that you took. And I mean, really that first conversation we had, and I remember there was a board on LinkedIn and everyone was pretty much saying that my book was BS. And I was in it for the money. And you were the only one that picked up the phone and said, tell me about this. I want to learn more. (laughs) And that created a really cool shift for me, too, because I thought. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, I'm going to own this because it does work. I'm doing it in my own business and I just want to share my secrets with everybody because I want to take this industry like my my calling is to take this industry to a different level of professionalism.
1: Yeah, I actually had a couple people from that LinkedIn board like reach out to me over the years and they're like, can I buy the. Six-figure esthetician system for you and I was like, actually, I kind of still use it, you know. Like, no, I don't want to give it up. You know, and I can't. I remember like that. What was it? A hundred and fifty dollar investment. I think it was two
0: forty-seven at the
1: time. It, I sweated. I
0: sweated over it. I did,
1: and now I'm like, Phew. you know, I would spend that like no problem on something that felt right. So yeah, I've grown a lot
0: that was a big deal for me to retire that book because I remember I didn't sleep for eight months when I was writing that. I still do every now and then get people saying, Hey, can I purchase that from you? And I love to hear that you're still using it. But I felt like a lot of the stuff in there, like I had taught how to do Google ads and all that. And it's not really that relevant anymore. Yeah, I love the fact that you still pull it out. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) So I, I met you, you were, renting a room, didn't love everything about your biz. And now I go online and I watch you and you're like this independent business owner and you're proof that success looks different to everybody. You don't have to own a big spa to be really successful and feel like a business owner. Yeah, but I'm watching you travel the world, so can we talk about that? Because you know I went from being a flight attendant to working in a small dark room all day long, so I want to live vicariously through your travels. Tell me about your last one where you're in these castles in France, and what <laughs> what the heck were you doing? Enlighten us all, or let us all on the journey with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing.
1: Five years ago, I had taken my first trip ever, and now I've traveled a fair amount, you know, not not still not as much as I would like. But no, it's been a big part of my My journey and my growth has been traveling and uh, I was in France and that was actually for my Koya teacher training because now I teach Koya in addition to my aesthetics practice and it's kind of interwoven in with my aesthetics practice and so it was my third level. There's three levels of the teacher training and that was my third level and so we got to stay in a chateau in the the countryside right outside of Bordeaux.
0: Ooh, wine country. It was
1: beautiful. And yeah, unfortunately I didn't have a lot of wine while I was there because I was, the training was like all day. It was like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. I mean, it was all day. And so there wasn't a lot of wine, but we did have some wine towards the end of the week. And then I spent one night in Paris and definitely had some wine while I was there before I flew home. But yeah, it was an incredible opportunity.
0: I feel like you were gone for a whole month. Was it that long?
1: It was almost three weeks because I went to Ireland first okay and then to france yeah and i was like in each country for like eight days and then you know you add like a whole day of travel and so it it ended up being two and a half weeks or something like that but it kind of felt like a month a lot happened on that trip
0: so let me ask you this walking away from what is you're a solopreneur basically, Mm -hmm. walking away from a business for three weeks. How did you wrap your mind around that? Because I think a lot of us want to do these great things in life, but we're really scared we're going to lose our place in line, so to speak.
1: Yeah, that was huge for me because I had never taken more than a week off of work. And so that felt like a huge, huge thing to overcome. And it all worked out actually pretty well. Um, But I would say the first thing I think of is I have... It's just the importance of surrounding ourselves with people that inspire us, which is something you talk about. And I have a friend who is a holistic nurse and she last winter took, I want to say three months off and went and traveled all over the place and, you know, studied and did all these amazing things. And I was, you know, really witnessing her getting ready for that. It wasn't easy for her, you know. It was a lot of overcoming fear and giving herself permission, and of course, all the logistics involved and the money involved, and you know, getting everything set up. And it was really inspiring to me. And then I was, you know, getting her email updates while she was gone, and I saw her come back from that trip and like change her whole life. And I really was inspired by her. And I was just like, well, if she can take three months off, I can take two and a half weeks, <laughs> you know, like two people take two vacations it's not it's not actually not totally insane to think of that and then it was really just a really strong intuition that was leading me there and so I just kind of have kept having to trust like okay intuition or spirit or whatever you want to call it if you want me to do this then I need your help you know like I need the next piece of the puzzle to come and I need things to work out and I thought I was going to come back like dead broke, you know? Mm -hmm. And I actually did did okay. It was fine. And the impact on my business, I did try to do as much as I could to prepare my clients while I was gone. But I really wanted not only to have that trip, but to really not have to think about work. Like I was like, I'm not gonna bring my business cell phone with, I'm not gonna be checking my business email. Like I really truly needed to not be Kelly the esthetician for a couple of weeks and to explore some other things and my clients were really supportive and it all it all worked out. My husband's awesome. So he, you know, he held on the home front. And he did help take care of some business stuff while I was gone, like shipping some of my, I ship products now to my clients. So he filled some orders while I was gone so people didn't run out of their, their face cleansers and stuff. But
0: yeah, so that
1: was that was a huge thing for me.
0: I love it that he helped support you.
1: Yeah, he's the best.
0: I call Jay an esthetician by association because he will also do stuff like that for me if I have to vacate my beauty biz for a little while. I want to ask you a little bit. I have a few questions. First of all, I think that when we started working together, I saw you step into a tremendous amount of confidence and growth. But then if you guys that started with me, I call you like my alumni pioneers my yeah. coaching students, if you don't think I'm cyber stalking you, you're wrong. So I know exactly what's been going on. Not exactly, but I have followed your path. And I feel like the second part of your growth as a business owner and your, and your confidence is when you started learning and investing in this Koya. So I feel like it happened in Costa Rica. Is that where you discovered this?
1: I actually discovered it here in Minneapolis. I was working with a naturopathic doctor here. Cause I did just kind of hit a wall in my personal wellness <laughs> and I sought her out and she was, she was tremendously helpful. And she was like, Hey, there's this Koya thing. I think you would dig it. And yeah, it changed my life. So I had actually had been practicing here for a few months and then there's retreats all over the world for Koya. And so the first retreat I went on was in Costa Rica. Okay. And that definitely was a big, deep, dive into deepening my practice and really making it more and more part of my lifestyle versus just a class I took a couple times a week, it really started to expand that for me.
0: I know people are going to be curious as to what we're talking about. So will you just give a brief description of what Koya is? Yes.
1: So Koya is a movement system and it's Koya, I always want to spell it for people. It's (laughs) Q-O-Y-A and it draws from yoga and dance and sensual movement and it's really a practice about helping women remember their essence. And it's all about how it feels and not about how it looks. And it's, it's really intuition 101. You know, it really teaches you to trust yourself and to trust your body and to trust your intuition. It's incredibly healing. It's fun. There's a community aspect to it. So there's a lot of support that comes from it. And essentially, it's like a dance class, but it's not a choreographed dance class. You really can't do it wrong. And yet it's accessible enough for most women because there's also really amazing dance practices that are like ecstatic dance practices. But those can be a little intimidating if you're not comfortable in your body or you don't know how to dance. So Koya is you're going to be guided through the through the whole thing just so you can you know think less and feel more. But you also have a ton of freedom to move however you feel it feels good to move.
0: That's the word that kept coming to mind when you were explaining it. Freedom to just let go for a while. And that's a powerful gift to give somebody.
1: Yeah, it's definitely changed my life and and definitely informed a lot of my decisions around my business because so many decisions you make, you can look at the outside world and be like, well, I should be doing this or I should be doing this or I should be working this way or I should be bringing in this piece of equipment or this product line. But if you can just tune into what's true for you, it just shuts out the noise and I just trust myself. That's the biggest thing I've gotten from it is just trusting myself and not letting that like inner bully or my head cause me as much agony in the process.
0: <laughs> so I think that um, now you teach, you're a Koya teacher as well, right? Yep. So let's come full circle on how this has changed your life because I did watch you go through a period of involvement when you started doing this. And now, circling back to beauty biz success, I think when we step into something we feel really passionate about, other than skincare, and we build this community that we're talking about, are you finding you're getting a lot of client referrals for being immersed in this type of situation? I am, yeah. A lot of
1: my Koya, I call them my Koya sisters, um, do come to me for services, and they're really supportive. And, you know, they're my ideal clients, too, because they're already doing the inner work. You know, they already understand that your body is trying to send you a message. You know, I don't have to convince them of that. Like, they, they get it, and so... They're already sort of interested in a holistic healing kind of modality. So the type of skincare that I practice is just a natural extension of living a holistic life, I guess. So yeah, it's it's been great for that.
0: Now, you said that you figured out along this journey that you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Right. And I feel like the inspirational type things we can share on the show. So tell me... You've kind of found your own success spot. What does your day look like? What is the day you or the business you've designed look like? Do you work certain hours? Do you see a certain amount of clients? Like you kind of, I think you've set up your rules and your boundaries that make you, that light your skincare soul on fire.
1: Yeah. So I do work. I still work too much. I work really set hours. I sort of alternate Saturdays. I work a couple Saturdays a month. I'm always off Sunday, Monday. I never come in on a day off ever, ever, ever. And I work pretty set hours, Tuesday, 11 to seven. And then the rest of the week, it's like 10 to six. I'm pretty consistent with that. You know, I might come in 15 minutes early or stay 15 minutes later, maybe 30 minutes at the tops to accommodate. But I'm really somebody who needs routine and consistency. And um, I'm not super adaptable. And so when things change like that, it it's really hard on my system so I yeah I really love structures around my scheduling for sure and I'm busy. I'm almost always booked solid. It's really rare that I have openings. And I always take an hour lunch break or actually it's usually like 45 minutes. but that's really important. I don't ever not take a lunch or squeeze somebody out at the at most I'll squeeze my lunch break down to 30 minutes, but I always need that break in the day and my body's really sensitive so if I don't eat I am like not somebody that you want to be around <laughs> and I need I need that lunch break for sure I'm mostly doing facials now I'm still doing a fair amount of waxing but it's like 70 80 facials now which I really love I really 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 like waxing too and I adore my waxing clients but what really lights my soul on fire my skincare soul on fire as you'd say is really seeing people's skin change dramatically. And I love, I just love skin. I love it as the amazing dynamic organ that it is. It's just endlessly fascinating for me to learn about it. And I also personally like the pace better. If I have five or six facials a day versus 15 waxes in the day, it's a really different pace. Slowing down a little bit suits me, suits me better. I can just be really present. And I like that a
0: lot. I loved what you said when you sent me over your bio. Not only this is this your calling, I love that part of it, but I liked when you said if you can help somebody achieve and maintain healthy skin, it causes a ripple effect in their lives. Yeah. And skin problems lead to a lot of confidence issues. So I think we underestimate the gift we have to give people as estheticians. Yeah, it's
1: so much more than skin deep, as they say, or just a cosmetic Thing it it really, I mean, I I just hear it from my clients all the time. Like it makes them better mothers. A lot of times, skin conditions are you know signs of other internal things happening. And it's like, well, do you do you want to deal with your digestive health when it's just acne, or do you want to deal with it when it's Alzheimer's in twenty years? You can really catch a lot of things early if you just listen, your skin is like one of the first signals, I feel like, that your body gives you that something's not right.
0: I don't really talk about this a whole lot, but I'll tell you a new awareness that's entering my world. And there is a direct connection. I feel I'm not a doctor, not a medicine woman, but I have about four clients that are in their late 20s, early 30s with breast cancer. Yeah. And all of them grew up with cystic acne. Yeah. And I think think you're right if we could catch this in the teens and regulate something for these people we may be able to avoid a huge disease later in life especially depending on
1: how they treated that you know a lot of like cystic acne especially if it's linked to pcos what a doctor will do is they'll say okay you're gonna you're gonna have pcos your whole life and your options are are you know the birth control pill and antidepressants and it's like it's a sign of a hormonal imbalance that if you If you don't deal with it now, then that woman's going to be 30 and she's going to want to have kids. And she has had this hormonal imbalance that has only continued to be suppressed and gotten worse. So the biggest challenge, like I know that is true, (laughs) you know, like I have no doubt in my mind about it. The biggest challenge is is introducing that to clients. You know, I'm always really no pressure about it, but I, I usually just try to refer them to my naturopath or there's like some great books you can read Um, because I'm not a doctor, but I really encourage them, like, don't just cover this up and don't just suppress it. Your body is trying to teach you something. And I used to have cystic acne. And for me, it was very linked to digestive health, which was also, you know, I struggled a lot with depression most of my life. Thankfully, I don't feel like that's something that I suffer from anymore. And a lot of it had to do with digestive health. And dairy is just a huge, huge, huge trigger for me. Um, and I did cheat in France and have a little dairy, but I got a few pimples, you know. And I was like, it's worth it. It's a week. It was really good quality, and I didn't have any digestive upset from it while I was there. But I was like, if I do this when I get home, I'm going to have acne, and I'm going to probably fall into a depression. And like, it's big. It's really big.
0: I have so loved talking to you because I feel like you're in such a good place, and you're somebody who is invested in doing the work and shown up and done the homework. And I feel like. I want to ask you now if there are any success tips that you would share with our listeners surrounding the beauty biz world. Like how can you shift and change like you did and really step into confidence and being a prideful beauty biz owner?
1: Yeah, a couple a couple things come to mind. I mean, I certainly believe in seeking out people who can help you. You know, like working with you is huge and I've invested in a lot of other programs through the years. Just depending on what is happening in your life, where you're struggling, there's almost always somebody out there who can help guide you and investing in yourself that way. I just think that investing in your own well-being is the best investment you can make. It's more important than anything else. Absolutely. The second thing would be to trust yourself. And I think that's easy to say and not so easy to do. And so I think creating practices that help with that. And so for me, that's that's Koya. But, you know, there's all kinds of practices that you can do to learn to trust your intuition, whether it's meditation or writing to your intuition or Um, I just think it's huge because when it's such a big part of running a business is having to make decisions and doing what's right for you and not necessarily what the esthetician down the street is doing or what the latest trade magazine is saying is the trend. You know, I think you're gonna succeed when you're in alignment with your own values and then you're gonna attract your ideal clients because of that and you're gonna not only have more success in the typical ways, but you're going to have more success in your heart and in your soul, because you're just going to feel more aligned with your own truth. And the last thing I would say that I think is so, 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 so big, um, which really shifted for me in the last year and a half or so, and this is going to be really woo, -woo, but it's taking your energy hygiene (laughs) practice, like really seriously. And, um, especially if you're, you know, a lot of us in this industry are really sensitive and it's something that I have noticed, um, is sometimes you do everything right in your business and maybe you're successful, but you're burnt out, you know, and you're miserable and you're not feeling good. And that is not a good place to be. And so I have really learned from a variety of different ways of just like how to keep my energy clean. And there's practices about you know, setting that space in my room, there's, you know, daily practices for myself, you know, grounding, salt baths, smudging, you know, there's all kinds of different ways. But to actually start taking it seriously and do it every day, if not a couple times a day, and it doesn't have to take very long, but it can really change the way that you feel and the way that you show up. And just like the ease of which you can work and live your life. It's just been a really, really huge component for me.
0: I absolutely love that you call it energy hygiene and (laughs) it's so true. That's why I start every single program that I offer with mindset stuff because I feel like when we can start to pay attention to what we feel inside and how we're showing up and others are viewing us, that's where all the change starts. It's within us. Yeah, absolutely. Those are three awesome and powerful Tips And there's no doubt in my mind that this podcast is going to really inspire other people. So I want to say thank you for taking the time to let me interview you today because I know you even moved clients around to be here. So I (laughs) truly appreciate it.
1: Thank you. It was such an honor. You've been so helpful to me and the more that I have grown and stepped out and taken risks, like the more I appreciate women like you and can really understand like what you had to overcome to step forward in this industry the way you have. And so I just want to like see you in that way and acknowledge you and just thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Those are really kind words that hit my heart. So I appreciate it, Kelly. Thank you, Lori. Okay. Have an awesome day. You too. <laughs> Bye Bye. Okay. for tuning in to the beauty biz show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the beauty biz show.